The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one the matchmaking crowns return following saturday's ufc london event at the o2 arena which was capped off by a heavyweight contender making a triumphant return and actually getting the attention of the heavyweight champion of the world but thank you for having us on i am mike Kack and folks i expected to come on here and do this program by myself with the help of your submissions and picks. My best friend, Alexander K. Lee, has been on vacation. Jed Mishu hops in last week, did a great job, but no one was really available to hop in the co-host chair. Felt that way until after the post-fight show, but then I get a message last night saying, hey, if you need me, I'm in, and it just warmed my heart because, hey, my best friend's back, and you got to be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my best friend's back. Wow. Alexander Kaylee, welcome back to Otno, my man. Welcome back to the MMA Fighting Desk. How was your vacation? Wow, that was impressive. First of all, that was an impressive reference. I love it. Incredible work. Oh, sorry. So I'm knocking stuff over. My, uh, my audio's <laughs> a little shaky today. I apologize to everyone having an issue with my mic as soon as I came back. Did not. Apparently, it's a... It's gonna be a bit of a, a bit of a fix, but whatever. I'll take care of that after the show. Uh, my best friend, the vacation was wonderful. It was, it was uh, the third time I've been to Japan. Uh, went to go see my brother. My first trip, our my first big trip with my uh, with my girlfriend. We didn't kill each other. Nice. So that's good. Yes, it was overall a, a quite a wonderful trip. And we got to, you know, if anyone's been to Japan, they know like 
you see all kinds of there's a there's a there's a temples to see but then also the the big cities fantastic it just has everything you want to you want in a destination uh super hot out there it's super hot everywhere mike i mean you're you're in you're in uh, south carolina i'm sure it's uh i'm sure it's balmy there as well but it was super hot and humid in japan and i'm I'm somewhat happy to be back in slightly less hot canada and uh more than happy to be back on on to the next one yes uh it's always good to get away it's always good to sort of separate yourself from the space and then it sort of refreshes you and gets you back in a great space and it's great to have you back and not only did you take a trip the ufc took a trip on saturday outside of the united states back to the o2 arena in london and what a return it was for Tommy Aspinall. Just runs over Marching Tybora in 73 seconds. And, you know, my best friend, sometimes we frown upon fighters who create their own matchmaking paths. Some guys would have just called out John Jones. Just would have done it. John, I know you get a fight booked, but I'm next. I'm going to get the winner of that fight. But Tom Aspinall just gets it, AK. Lays out his own path. Give me the Cyril Gon Sergey Spivak winner for UFC Paris in September. I'll beat that person, and then I will go beat John Jones. And I got to say, I loved it. But is that the path you're giving him, or are you going in a diff- different direction with Tom Aspinall? Uh, I should tell people, full disclosure, I have not watched a minute of MMA uh, while I was on vacation. That includes uh, last night. That includes at UFC London. <laughs> I've kept up with the incredible coverage on MMAfighting.com, not just of the results of the past two scintillating events, but also some of the crazy match- matches that have been announced and everything. So I- I'm-, I'm a little behind here, people. I'm a little behind. So uh, if I if I drop any doo-doo, please don't blame me. But uh, yes, having said that, Tom Aspinall mapping out this whole thing is very helpful to me. I, I, no, I didn't just go with what he said. I went to my internal rankings and I kind of took a look at, at what made sense for Tom Aspinall. And he's he's done the math too, I think. He's done the math too because I, I don't know what other direction he can go in. There, uh, there's certainly a fight with uh, Sergey Pavlovich out there. But I think I said I want Pavlovich to just get the get the Jones-Miocic winner. Uh, now that, that might not work at Aspinall's plans, but I, I do like that Aspinall said, you know, we have this upcoming fight with Gon and Spivak. He's beaten Spivak already. It was, I think, by the time this fight rolls around, it will have been two years ago. So should Spivak uh, pull off the upset and beat Sidogan? I don't think that's a terrible rematch to do. I think it's a fight Spivak would want back as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked Aspinall's thinking here. Again, does he necessarily get John Jones right after Gon? Should he um, beat Gon or Spivak? Probably, probably. I think the timing works out. Again, I don't know how Pavlovich plays in all this. I would again, like I said, I would like to see him fight uh, John Jones at some point. I just think it's a cool matchup. Maybe John Jones runs to him in a minute. It's entirely possible, but I just think physically it's easy an easy fight to sell. I think Pavlovich is a legitimate like top five heavyweight, um, a threat to to anybody, uh, which I think John Jones is, is will find out if he stays a heavyweight long enough. Um, but again, we don't know how long that's going to last. Either way, let's say John Jones retires after the Stipe fight, win or lose, Aspinall clearly puts himself into some sort of vacant heavyweight title fight, at least in the mix with Gon, Spivak, Pavlovich. Uh, 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 Jelton Almeida. So he's smart. What, whatever happens, he should fight the winner of that fight, and it, and it puts him in a great position to uh, potentially finally have UFC gold around his waist. Yeah, I'm not sure before that moment if I would have gone in that direction, but hearing Tom put it like that after sending the, that crowd home extremely happy, and boy, were they not really happy throughout this card. <laughs> they were at the end, and just seeing how over he is in the UK, how he is boosting his stock outside of the UK. I'm cool giving him what he wants, and if it's doable and schedules line up and everything makes sense, this is the way I think the UFC will will actually go here. 
So I'm on the side of giving him giving him what he wants. And I have to say, AK, and I said this on the preview show, I feel like between Sergey Pavlovich and Jelton Almeida and Tom Aspinall, if there's one guy that I think John Jones will give attention to and say, all right, you know what? I'll fight this dude. I think it's Tom Aspinall. I honestly do. I think Tom can get himself over with another win or two. I don't think it happens anytime soon. I think John beats Stipe and then takes a hiatus and just kind of sees how things play out. But if they do Aspinall Pavlovich for a vacant title or Aspinall Jailton or whatever, and Aspinall wins the belt, irons out a couple of defenses, dominates, continues to to show his personality, I think that could be enough to get John to be like, you know what? I'll come back and fight this dude. There's money here. I'll go for it. So I think Aspinall took a very good step into possibly getting that John Jones fight last night. And we'll see what happens if he fights gone or fights Spivak again, or even if they give him the Pavlovich fight. But a lot of interesting suggestions for the matchmaking for Tommy Aspinall. We'll get to those a little bit later on. Now, Julius Stoliarenko, AK. Big storyline heading into this fight with Molly McCann, and not for good reasons, because this is a woman who has struggled to make 135, infamously fainted on the scale before a fight got canceled with Julia Avila. And the questions were, could she make the weight? Even if she missed, Molly will still take the fight, get an extra couple bucks. But even if she makes it, will it totally, will she just look completely depleted? Will she just not have anything for the fight? Turns out she frolicked onto the scale. She looked great, looked great at ceremonials. And then she parlays that great feeling into a steamrolling of Meatball Molly McCann. First round submission, nasty armbar, biggest win of her career. And AK, I still, it still shocks me every time I see this. Julia Stolyarenko is only 30. I thought she was like 36 or 37 for some reason, but maybe this is the fresh coat of paint that she needed to turn the corner. She's kicking off her athletic prime. It's a great start to everything. So to me, let's do Veronica Hardy next, AK. Both women coming off of sort of career-altering performances, at least with how they are viewed by the fans. And I think this is a fun fight. What say you, AK? Yeah, uh, I think I I matched up Veronica Hardy with someone else recently, so I can't use her, but very logical. Um, I'm sticking with whatever my previous Hardy matchup was. Uh, I did not expect to be matchmaking for Julia Stolyarenko today. I like Julia Stolyarenko a lot. Uh, She's an Ultimate Fighter alum, so of course, uh, you know, that that makes her immediately a star in my eyes. Uh, and I think the UFC sort of did the right thing with this matchup. Like I, again, having her drop down to fly, uh, down to fly was a little questionable, given what you mentioned with that that horrible scene where she just pretty much collapsed after uh, attempting to make weight uh, for a one thirty five fight. So that was horrible. And you know, given her record, I think they would say, "Oh, well, this was to be a showcase fight for Molly." I, I think Jose and our Slack said they should have taken into account that Julia is a pretty strong grappler. I believe she is a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. And while no one would compare her to Aaron Blanchfield, maybe it was a mistake putting Molly in there with another strong grappler. Um, but again, I, I get where the matchmaker's heads are at. You know, you look at uh, Julia's record going in, one and four in the UFC, you think this is a showcase fight. This is the Mo- Molly. Molly keeps us on the feet, styles on Julia, puts together a dominant 15 minute performance, or it gets a, a highlight reel knockout, right? In, in London. That's That made sense on paper, um, but I guess stylistically, it, uh, it didn't work out that way. And again, Julia's. A good fighter and much tougher than much better i think than her record suggests so uh another reason i like julia so much is she's involved in one of my favorite fights in recent memory so mike i'm cheating a bit here i'm going outside the box i i want to know what is going on with i know uh lisa Verzosa. i think she had to withdraw from a fight 
her most recent fight was in 2022 due to an injury. Uh, I think it was an injury. I, I don't know if it was ever disclosed. That's just my guess because she's been on the shelf for, for some time now. And I know she's probably still under contract with Invicta. But I would love to see her revisit the fight with still, with Julia Stolyarenko. Again, I did not expect to be matchmaking for Stolyarenko. But why not? Now that she's got a little cachet off the Molly McCann. When, why not? Uh, can we bring up Lisa Rizosa if she when she's healthy? Have her do that rematch with, with Julia Stolyarenko. There's no way it'll match their first fight, which is just the most insane bloodbath I've ever seen. Um, but I do think it, it could do sparks, and it deserves to be on a bigger platform because it's a shame. I think the fight is out there for free on YouTube, people. I don't. I don't think there's any excuse not to watch it, or maybe it's just a video about it. But if you have fight pass, nefarious means. If you've never seen Julia Stolyarenko versus Lisa Verzosa one, it is just okay. One probably one of my favorite fights in the past decade. Forget that year. I think it was my number two or number three fight of that year, 2022-2021. So I'd love to see him run it back at the UFC level. uh, Probably on a fight night card, I get it. Just not at the Apex. Next time they have a fight night card uh, that's actually in a location with people, throw that uh, that rematch on there. I'd be really happy about it. Do you do to 135 or do you have Verzosa try to go to 125? Man, whatever. Catch weight 130, 135. (laughs) Women's featherweight division. I don't care. I don't care. Just have a fight. Rizosa hasn't fought in a while, man. No, so that's we're, I think, we're, I, we're knocking on two years here. Yeah, I think she. I think she's injured. I think she got injured. I assume that's why she withdrew from her uh, most recent fight. But I could be wrong. Could be other reasons she's taking time off. I don't know. But whenever she's ready, if she is, let's uh, let's. I, I need to see the fight at least one more time. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. That fight is incredible. It's a bloodbath. So go check that one out. Let's go to Nathaniel Wood. Tremendous battle with Andre Feely, as expected. Nathaniel Wood gets the victory. He remains unbeaten at featherweight. And obviously, AK, Andre Feely is a great name for the resume. He was bummed out when the decision was read, but Feely had a great accounting for himself. It's a tremendous fight. I actually thought it was the best fight on the card. I'm not mad that Johnny Parsons, Danny Roberts got the fight of the night because that was just pure chaos. But in terms of mixing the martial arts and technical prowess, this was the best fight on the card. There seems to be an obvious matchup in play here. And I'm not sure if the timing lines up, but maybe it does. I think just kind of briefly going over the listener picks, this is a popular one, but um, what do you like next for Nathaniel Wood after this win? Uh, I wasn't super sure where to go with this. He's, Andre Feely, I would say the biggest win of his career, and he's definitely beaten some good names, but, you know, Feely's been in the UFC for a long time. He's a veteran name. Uh, Like I said, definitely a a challenging opponent, not someone Nathaniel Wood was just going to walk over. Um, so to pull out a, a UD over him, you know, huge, huge. Three straight wins, 3-0, 1-45. This is when it's time for a step up. I didn't go too far. Moscow's featherweight is so stacked, and I don't know if I'm that convinced that he should get, like, a ranked guy yet. I didn't want. I don't want to give him someone with a number next to his name. Um, if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's fine. But I stuck top 25, and someone who's probably just a few spots above him and who fought recently. Uh, I'd like to see him fight Joe Anderson Brito. I think it's just, just a good matchup. You can definitely go higher. You can definitely go higher. But I think they're both around the top 25 and whoever wins that fight kind of nudges into the top 20 and then maybe they get a ranked guy. So, um, yeah, I just, I just went sort of with math here. Did not think about style matchup, not thinking about necessarily like, uh, oh, how, like how, like if this win would make this guy a top 10 contender. Eh, it's not too worried about that yet. Just uh, keep throwing these 145s at each other until uh, until we get a new uh, a new top 15 contender. I think the best answer and probably the most popular answer, the most obvious answer is someone we're going to talk about later who also competed on this card. But to me, doing that matchup outside of London makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. Chucking that on UFC Vegas 81 makes no sense. So I'm going to wait and play the long game with this potential matchup. 
But timing lines up for another fun one because we have a compelling matchup, one that will deliver for the fans of, of Nashville, Tennessee, coming up in 13 days. UFC Nashville, featherweight bout between Billy Quarantillo and Damon Jackson. I think the winner of that versus Nathaniel Wood Maybe you do it at MSG. Maybe you do it in the last pay-per-view of the year. Ooh. Either way, I like that one next. That is a, a great fight because I'm with you. I, Nathaniel took a good step. Beating Andre Philly is great. Not fully sold that he's going to be like a top 10 featherweight just yet. But you go out there and you beat one of those two guys. It's another nice step forward. So like that fight for Nathaniel Wood. I like him at 145. I just want to make sure that the P's and Q's were are all minded before we start throwing him in there with dudes with numbers next to their names. So no, 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 no reason to rush this, but AK, let's go to Paul Craig hmm. to me was the MVP of UFC London. I know Tommy Aspinall is getting all the headlines. I get that. But Paul Craig is the MVP because the O2 arena crowd was dead. The viewership, those watching on television on ESPN plus to quote your show, it was a tough hang. <laughs> Dead crowd fights weren't great. The fight that preceded Paul Craig Andre Muniz was really not fun at all. Like we needed this fight to happen. And then the first round goes down and it is everything we hoped it would not be a very middleweighty middleweight <laughs> kickboxing match with very little grappling. But then things got exciting in the second round. Paul Craig and Muniz get to the floor we get some action on the ground. We get some scrambles. We get an almost triangle from Andre Muniz. Paul Craig gets out. Muniz gets on top, delivers a thunderous headbutt that at least the referee called to change the position. Should have been a point. I mean, this was Muniz lifting his head up and smashing him in the face. But all it did was piss Paul Craig off because he flipped a switch he just bulldozed Andre Muniz, takes him down, gets on top, just beats the holy hell out of him. Elbows from hell, gets the win. What a moment. Crowd loved it. And then AK, he calls up Bo Nickel on the post-fight show. And a lot of people are excited about this idea and are ready to just pull the trigger right now on Paul Craig versus Bo Nickel. Are you one of those people? Uh, I'm not. I, I, I'm aware, one. I'm, I'm aware that Bo Nickel is supposed to be uh, taking a break, and I believe him. I, t I totally take him for his word. I, I think unless they offer him a top five guy or offer him Izzy, if you're Bo Nickel, you're he doesn't seem like he's any, in any rush. I think he kind of knows his spot's going to be secure. If he decides to sit out to 2024, yeah, it's the fight game. It won't be the best thing for his career. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. It won't be the best thing for his career, and uh, you never want to lose momentum in this business. But um, I do think Nichols one of those few guys that can sort of afford to, or he's just not concerned, or, or if he does, he's he's convinced that whenever he comes back, he'll put on a performance that'll get his name right back at the top. So uh, I don't know if he's going to fight anytime soon. If I'm Paul Craig, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, this is the, this is what happens when you don't have your mic working, you don't have a mute button. Um, if you're Paul Craig, you want to fight. I think you want to fight pretty frequently. He's thirty. Five, I believe. Uh, 35 years old. He made He's making the move down to 185. Very smart. But a win over Andre Muniz is not the kind of thing you can do where, as impress as exciting as the win was, like I said, as much as it is going to be talked about coming out of the show, um, it's not going to carry him. Uh, again, uh, he doesn't have that bow nickel blood. It's not going to carry him. So it was a smart call out. I just don't know if he's going to get that fight anytime soon. So he has to fight someone else. Unfortunately middleweight the top 15 
it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess as far as who he can get because I don't think he can get a top 10 guy right now either because they're already matched up or they're angling for other fights or uh, again in my case I've, I've picked other opponents or something that's already booked so it's hard to throw into the top 10 i think he has to settle actually for someone who after saturday is probably still ranked beneath him and is a pretty dangerous 185er but also a winnable fight and a guy who if he goes 2-0 against andre Muniz and this name then i think you have to give him a top uh, top 12 guy, top 12, top 10 guy. I'm going with Jun Young Park. I'll go with Jun Young Park. Pretty popular listener name. I think I've refrained from using it. But uh, again, I'll, I'll break the glass in case of emergency now and go with uh, go with that. But he should get a bigger name. I, I just don't know who's going to shake loose from, and I don't see him getting Boy Nickel right now. Yeah, I am also not one of those people. I, let me, let me look, kind of rephrase that. I think that Paul Craig is the Sean Strickland fight for Alex Pereira-esque situation for Bo mm-hmm. Nickel. But it's not. It's just not time for it yet. It's not time for it yet. One, like, as you mentioned, maybe we see him in December, but it doesn't seem likely. Maybe we'll probably see him January, February, first quarter of 2024. Dude is not in any rush. I don't feel like the UFC is really in any rush to push him up the ladder. This isn't a Pereira situation. Pereira, you had to do this right. You had to do this quick just so we could get the matchup with Israel Adesanya. That's the whole thing behind this, and it turned out Pereira became somewhat of a star and someone that the fans gravitated towards, and that's good. Now he's in a new division, and he's made a name for himself, beat Izzy, won the belt, all that. But, you know, throw Bo in there with the Puna Soriano. If he goes out there and beats a Puna, then we give him a maybe a Mearshart type, and then we can get rolling with this idea. And even if Paul Craig loses a fight along the way, who care? Who cares? It'll still be fine. To me, the correct answer, I am giving him a top 10 guy, at least to the UFC rankings. It's Jack Hermanson because Jack Hermanson was just, he just posted a couple days ago, cleared to, to, to train. He was out for three months with an injury. Now he's cleared to train. He's hoping to book a fight before the end of the year. Timing works out just beautifully. Paul Craig, Jack Hermanson, sort of middleweighty, but if anyone can make Jack Hermanson non-middleweighty, I think Paul Craig is that dude. So I like that fight and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep, I dig it. I, I did not see that Hermanson post. I, I did not know that he'd be ready to come back, uh, that he has a timetable for coming back. So I think that works out That works out very well for uh, Paul Craig. And uh, I was I, maybe he didn't know either because that's another name I would have thrown out. But no, the, the, I get it. Well, you, know, you know what? The bow nickel thing, it has us talking. Not going to happen, but uh, good for good for Craig for at least aiming that high. And then uh, if he ends up getting a top 12, you know, not if he ends up getting an actual top 12 guy instead, probably not a bad constellation price. It's an A-plus call-out. Mm-hmm. It's Very an A plus call out. He's not going to get it, but at least he's planting seeds. And then when the time comes, we can just go back to that call out and bam, you have it. And we can build a video package and we're good to go. Johnny Parsons calling out Patty Pimba was awful. It was horrendous. <laughs> and he even admitted it, which I have so much respect for. And then he was like, yeah, I kind of fumbled the bag there. He's not even in my weight class. I was going to call it MVP. I should have called him out. Uh, he was, he's not getting that fight either, but that would have been a trip. That would have been an awesome call out. Get MVP's reaction, get him back on screen. That would have been really cool. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, Ferez Zayem gets a win? Over Jai Herbert, this was not a good fight. It seemed like a matchup that Herbert could win if he mixed the martial arts and he could not successfully. And he straight up lost this fight to Ferez Zayem. This is the dart throw of on to the next one this week because lightweight's the best division in the sport. And yes, a win is a win, but Ferez is like maybe a top 40 dude and this didn't do a whole lot for his stock. So... Michael Johnson, I guess, is like the best I could come up with, AK. Oh. But I, I, I don't love any of them. But I'm, I'm landing on Michael, Jeff, Michael that's Johnson. That's crazy. I have Fress. Uh, uh, my rankings are not updated, I should say. So Fress, I'm probably a couple of notches higher, I guess, after we're getting a W. Uh, but uh, going up into Saturday, I had Zam 48th in my lightweight rank. UFC, UFC only lightweight rankings. And I have Michael Johnson 49. So I don't know. Like, I don't know how you keep doing this, but you have get out of my, I, I've not shared my ranking. I don't know if I, you, I've shared my rankings with you or something, but for you to have, uh, I, I, I don't know how you knew I had ZM and Johnson back to back in my rankings, but uh, it's getting a little disturbing. It's getting a little disturbing every time you make these matchups and like they're with guys that are right next to each other. Uh, no, I went, I'll, I'll go a little bit higher. Christos Giagos. Again, there's, we're getting to the part of the card, Mike, where I know we, I, 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 let me say something about being on vacation. I, normally, I don't experience that that thing that a lot of uh, more 
casual fan, and I use this not as an insult, but I mean just because, listen, it's easy to be a casual fan now with 40-something characters. I don't know what it means to be a hardcore fan of the UFC now, because do you have to follow all 40-something cards a year? Because I don't think that's fair. So I think I'll say maybe your average, your average UFC fan goes into some of these cards, and I every week I say, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? That normally doesn't happen to me, or, or us in general, because we have to, well, I shouldn't say it. There's some members of our staff who still do it, um, and I don't blame them. But I, I usually have to do some, uh, some research before the card, take notes on all the fighters. So by the time Fight Night rolls around, I'm kind of like, oh, I know who Azat Maxim is, or I know who Basil Habez is. Um, and there's people like yourself and others in our industry who have done interviews with these people, and, and it's easy to catch up. But being on vacation and completely removing myself from work, uh, still kind of keeping up with MA, but completely removing myself from work, uh, I had that experience. I, I saw the MA fighting results. And like, uh, like Azat Maxim defeats Tyson Nam by split decision, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Why is why is this is a this is MMA fighting's tweeting about this? What is this? Who are these people?" <laughs> I had no I had no idea who some of these people were, and I never have that problem. Um, I happened last night as well. I'm 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 sorry, I'm not familiar with Mick Parkin. Uh, I'm not super familiar with. I wasn't super familiar with Johnny Parsons, to be honest. I, I I know he was on Contender Series, but this is stuff I would be able to pull off the top of my head if I was actively uh, actively working on these uh, cards, but I am not. So I had that moment, and we are entering the part of this card, of this matchmaking show, where we have, like, for instance, who I am familiar with, of course, I think is a more than decent lightweight. Um, but also, there's just not a lot of storylines and directions you go out of these fights, so we're kind of having to, like you said, like pick names out of hats here. Um, so yeah, Christos Giagos. I don't know. I just think it'll happen. It's a shot in the dark. I think one of I, and I, somehow I'm like I don't think either of us going to be close. But listen, we've thrown two names out there, and hopefully one of us gets a point. Yeah. Let's go to Lerone Murphy. This will be the yeah. last main card fight we talk about. I know that technically the main card started with Davy Grant and. I don't remember who we, uh, Marcos, Daniel Marcos. That's what it was. My, <laughs> you my covered the card. You covered the card and you're still like, what oh, happened? Oh man. Was, I think that that was the moment where I, where I walked the dog. Cause it, I mean, we, 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 we were, I mean, Johnny Parsons and Joel Alvarez got finishes. So we were picking things up a little bit, but before that it was just, it was just a tough watch, but we're not Daniel Marcos. Davy Grant was not supposed to be on the main card. So yeah. we will not treat it as such. Shout and out, there's a little controversy there. Shout yes. out to my proven boy staying undefeated, though I heard there was uh, some controversy. I saw I, I thought, had some people tagging me, some people tagging me saying, yo, we might need a robbery review here. And I saw this I saw you guys talk about it in Slack too. It didn't seem like this uh didn't seem like the judges may have may not have been on the ball on this one. I thought Davey won 30-27, but Ooh. I have to go back and watch it. But Lerone Murphy, nice win. Uh over a very tough Josh Kulabau. Kulabau is is just really good. He's just a grinder, he's a competitor. This was a fight that everyone thought was going to be ultra competitive. I really didn't think it was going to be all that competitive. I think Kulabau would have like been there for a lot of it, but I think this was like a really good matchup for Lerone Murphy to kind of show what he can do. And he dominated the fight, got two 30-26s. Didn't hate the 10-8s in the third round because it was that one-sided, but good win for Lerone Murphy. Remains undefeated. Now, Nathaniel Wood, I wasn't ready to give a rank guy to. Lerone Murphy, I'm ready to give a rank guy to. And eventually we're going to get Lerone Murphy versus Nathaniel Wood. This is the fight that I think we're going to get to at some point, but it's Sadiq Yusuf. I don't know what yes. Sadiq Yusuf is, is doing. This is the only fight to make. He's he's available. He's ranked. This is it. Mike, I hear I hear someone <laughs> counting in the music. <laughs> okay, I hear, up the... <laughs> One, two, three, go. Friends, Friends forever. forever. 
that was good, dude. That was, that good. was better. I, I'm getting. I'm working on it. Um, yeah, it's Sadiq Yusuf because uh, we <laughs> Lauren Murphy has to get a higher ranking guy. His career one the time off hurt him. Um, he's just kind of weird. If you look at the arc, I was just looking at his run. It started off really well with that split draw with Zubaira, which maybe hasn't aged that well. But you know, at the time, it was pretty shocking. We we're like, oh, this guy's like making his use of debut, and Zubaira was still pretty highly regarded. So even to fight him to a draw was impressive. Beats uh, Ricardo Hamos and then Douglas Silva de Andrade, quality, both quality wins. Macron Imrakani, whatever, hasn't aged well again, but nice highlight real knockout. And then, of course, he just can't get back in the cage. He was supposed to fight Nathaniel Wood and then uh, ends up fighting uh, uh, a dangerous newcomer in uh, Gabriel Santos instead. And now Josh Cole. Like he, it's weird. He's kind of moved like back and back in the rankings since the Imrakani fight. Um, again, a lot of it not under his control. So he's in a weird spot because he is on one of the better runs in the featherweight division right now. He's just uh, lacking a recent signature win because I feel like he has. I feel like he has a signature win with Hamos, and um, but now that feels so long ago. I mean, it's literally over two years ago now. So yeah, we got to get him back up in that top fifteen somehow. I, I have Sadiq right right there at the edge um, in the UFC rankings. Uh, Sadiq is he is he injured? Or, is there a reason he's kind of competed sporadically? Do we know? Just like he's just picking his spots or something. I don't know. Like, he yeah. fought Don Shanus for, like, 30 seconds in yeah. his last fight, and that was in October, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, tech, I mean, I guess it hasn't really been. It's it's not like he's been out for two years. No, It's no. been, it was October, he took a took a short-notice replacement fight that he just he just ran over the dude, and, yeah, I don't really know why he hasn't fought, but now he could fight Laurel Murphy. That makes yeah. sense. And if he beats Lauren Murphy, again, whatever steam he may have lost from not fighting this year so far, gets it right back. I mean, he's that that because Lauren Murphy, I'd say he just needs he just needs that win because I really feel like he's potentially a top ten guy. Um, he just hasn't been able to get a a bigger name opponent. Again, it's supposed to be Nathaniel Wood, but that fight just didn't happen. Um, so since Amir Khani, that's October twenty twenty one. So he just yeah he 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 needs to get a a, a notable name win. Um, with respect to Kulabout and Gabriel Santos. Yeah, he's ready for a step up, 100%. Let's go to the wild card round, AK. There are some options here. Um, we'll select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we'll match make for them now. I have to say, AK, I made my my wild card selection last night, and I was pretty happy with it. And then I realized, I was like, actually, this isn't really good, but I'm going to stick with what I got. I have a I have a uh, a consolation pick, which I'll get to when it's my turn, but... Why don't you kick us off? Wild card, UFC London, who you got? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, let's go with Brian Barberina. Uh, he was not victorious, facing a tough opponent in Mahmoud Muradov. I, I don't fully understand the middleweight move. I didn't see the... the, the I, again, I didn't keep up with the lead. Did he explain why he took this fight at 185? And why, why? Just, is it just to stay busy? I think so. I don't yeah. really know. Sure, get a paycheck. Doesn't have to cut weight. I'm sure, he, I'm sure it was one of his most enjoyable... Uh, pre-fight experiences didn't cut weight at all. He probably had himself a night, a couple of nice steak dinners during the week. Uh, so good for him on that. I, I'm not questioning Brian Barberina's career choices, but I mean, clearly he shouldn't be fighting 185. I just there's just no reason for it. So let's get this man back to 170 where he belongs. The man puts on exciting fights. He's a company man. I found it weird that he's never fought Max Griffin. I don't know why. I was like, I was like, he's fought Max Griffin before, right? And then somehow ne- never been matched up. Two guys who have fought in the UFC almost the same amount of times, I think like 17 or 18 times. I think it's a fun style matchup. I think it's two veterans who I just need to see them in there because so my brain can can write itself. For some reason, I, and I think if they never fight, it'll always go in my mind that they had fought each other. So let's at least make this happen so I don't feel so crazy. So Brian Barberina, enough of the middleweight stuff. 
back to 170 where it's nice and safe in a and a fun fight night main card battle with uh, Max Griffin. Yeah, the, the, there are there are a few options. Like the one I picked, like I'm just on not happy with. But um, I liked what Chris Duncan did. Mm. I, like if this is a contender series fight, Chris Duncan probably would not have gotten a UFC contract, even though he looks so good. Uh, because you know, Ash Moose broke his wrist in the first round. He's basically fighting a one-handed man and couldn't get him out of there. And Ash Moose is just a freak and had some success even with one hand pushing Duncan back. But Duncan, you could tell his skill set's getting better. He's not just the crazy dude anymore that gets dropped in every fight, but somehow finds ways to win. Duncan looked good. Uh, so my pick was Chris Duncan versus Terrence McKinney. And I'm not talking about the Terrence McKinney we've seen in the last two fights. I'm talking the Terrence McKinney that fought Drew Dober, the Terrence McKinney that fought Matt Frivola, the Terrence McKinney that fought first. I am the one who's just going to try to knock Chris Duncan's head into the third row. That's the dude I want to see you fight Chris Duncan. But I hate this pick. Like, I'm so unhappy with it. <laughs> I There are two that, there are two that I thought of afterwards, and I'm like, damn it, I should have went with one of these two. One, Joel Alvarez versus Jalen Turner. Just two giant, giant lightweights oh. fighting each other. And the other... March, UFC's return to London, Molly McCann versus Joanne Wood and Joanne Wood's retirement fight. We do that. Because Joanne Wood was supposed to fight on this last card. She was supposed to fight at 291 against Priscilla Cachuera. Visa issues forced Wood out of the fight, which is kind of weird. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why that worked out this way since Joanne Wood marry John Wood and she works in Vegas, lives in Vegas. I don't know what happened there. I don't know anything about that stuff. Uh, but we give Joanne some time, give Molly some time and we'll just have them fight in March. Fun fight. Joanne's last one. She said it would have been her retirement fight anyways. We'll push it back. Let her do it in London. Pretty damn cool. So I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I, I like that we both picked uh, fighters who didn't score wins. I think I think that's the point. I think, you know, we're sometimes we're maybe too rigid with the wild card we just pick some winner from the prelims yeah i think it's important for us to remember that there are there are you know notable names who sometimes just don't score a win because of weird circumstances or uh you know match again somewhat surprising uh matchmaking results um so yeah molly mccann brian barbarina definitely worthy of note yeah mccann and john wood just makes too much sense uh that's the way to go. And there you go. That's the striking matchup. Those are the kind of striking matchups we want for uh, Molly McCann as well. So um, no more grapplers. No more grapplers for Molly McCann. No one cares to see that. Uh, especially if you're doing it in London. You're just trying to showcase her. Um, so, yes, her, her and Joanne would excellent fight. Great, great wild card pick, Mike. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go right into the peeps, AK. Yeah, uh, I, I don't handful. know how. You got a handful? Not I like got, a lot. I People got a ton. Were, Oh, yeah. good. That's good. People, well, they needed to. People res- uh, respected that I was on vacation. So thank you, everyone, for who was who was able to uh, withhold your your pick. Some people sent me last week, and then I, and then I think they got the message that I was completely MIA. Um, but I got a couple this week. That's good. I'll be I'll be happy to read them out. And I would guess that a couple of those people that sent to you also sent to me. Yes. But we'll wisely. get to that in a moment. Yes. Uh, do you want to do the disclaimer? It's been a minute, AK. Oh, I don't even know how to do this anymore. Uh, let me tra- let me drop a past disclaimer so I can... <laughs> let's, let's be professional here. I'm not going to go off the dome. Let's, let's be professional here. Okay. Um, do I have this written down anywhere? <laughs> Hell, did I stop? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Guys, it, you you will get an Otno point if you are somehow the only person to have picked a uh, to have picked a particular matchup. We've gotten kind of loose with this rule anyway, so most it's really more important that you just nudge one of us and tell us that you made the pick because sometimes only one person does, and uh, uh, that's how you get you know brownie. That's how you get brownie points, all right? And that's how you get Otno points. So, uh, and please please watch out for these common mistakes. Wrong weight class. Two people have fought already. You know, just add a two or a three next to the matchup so we know you know about their history. Uh, notable injury, someone who's been released by the UFC. A little hard to keep track of these days. Uh, fighters could already book the easiest one to avoid, guys. Check MMAfighting.com. Check Topology. Check SureDog. Google Google a fighter and see if they have a matchup. That's the easiest one. That's straight up doo-doo if you make that mistake. And then uh, fighters who are, are notably teammates or as slash best friends and will not fight each other, etc. Uh, and guys, your pick just might be doo-doo and we don't want to read it. Okay, let's get into this. Robbie kicks us off. Uh... Jinjeri Miban. This means hello, man slash human in indigenous nice. Ugamba, the language wow. from where I live. Oh, oh very gosh. cool, Robbie. Cool. Uh, let's get Odno. Aspinall versus Almeida, Blades winner for the next title shot after Pavlovich, possibly even an interim or vacant title fight after Jones Miocic. Sure. Soyranko, Lucy Putalova, Wood versus Alex Caceres, Craig versus Derek Brunson. Hearing there's something rumbling with Dirk Brunson, not 100%, but I'm hearing there's something in the works, per- perhaps. Stay tuned. Zion versus Jamie Malarkey. Murphy versus Bryce Mitchell. Interesting. Marcos versus Chris Gutierrez. I think that's a big step up going from David Grant to Chris Gutierrez, but who knows? Joel Alvarez versus Hanato Moicano. And then he changes his mind. On second thought, just do Aspinall versus Pavlovich for next title shot at MSG on the same card as Jones Miocic. Almeida has time to grow. Maybe face Gon or Volkov, depending on outcomes, to earn a title fight. There we go. Toby Foster Taylor. Wow. Blast from the past. Haven't heard from Toby in a minute. Otno picks. Craig versus the winner of Gerald Mearshart versus Andre Petrosky, which goes down at UFC 292 on August 19th. That's tough. That's either one of those is a tough matchup. I like that. Nathaniel Wood versus Danny Gay or Lerone Murphy. Meatball versus JoJo in the UK. Like it. Marcos, Javid Basharat, Lerone Murphy versus Nate Landwehr or Nathaniel Wood. Way to to call back. And all those fights can be on the next London card. So he's matchmaking just the next trip to London, which I dig. John Ray, Catlin Vieira versus Arini Aldana 2. And he did put the 2, so no doo-doo. Well done. Murdoff versus Bruno Ferreira. Joel Alvarez versus Drew Dober. Jeez, that fight's insanity. Murphy versus Barboza. Craig versus the Chris Curtis, Anthony Hernandez winner. Wood versus JSP. JSP has a knee injury. I yeah, don't think again. he's going to fight for a while. Yeah, I mean, who of, knows? Maybe he comes yeah, back yeah, in we, nine months. I don't know. We don't know, but one of those guys I would recommend keeping out of match being picked for maybe the rest of the year. I just, I just don't, we just don't know how the severity of it. Yeah. Stoli Ranko versus Mandy Boehm. Tybura versus Natsumento, Aspinall versus Gone if he wins. Imagine Stolyrenko going from a co-main event win over Molly McCann to a, some pro- what would probably be a prelim opening bout with Mandy Bohm. <laughs> Come on now. Let's have some respect for uh, Julius Stolyrenko. Uh, why was Ketlin Veda versus Penny Kianza the only other fight featuring um, fighters ranked in the MMAfighting.com global rankings? Why was that buried on the prelims? What's going on? This women's bantamweight division is heating up. And they buried. They put that card to fight in the prelims. What's up with that, Mike? So you you didn't watch the the fight, did you? Uh, Vera and Kianzad. Did you watch the fight? I did not. It's a real bad. If you were if you were to draw out in your mind how that <laughs> fight was going to go, 
How would you think that fight was going to go? As far as an enter from an entertainment perspective, uh, Ketlin Vieta grappling to control Penny on the ground for fifteen minutes. Yeah, really, fourteen minutes and thirty seconds, maybe. That's what this fight was. Vieira just got takedowns and sat on her. Oh dear. Oh, so dear. we got our answer pretty much at like after five minutes. We're like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. I mean, look, a win is a win. Good for her, but yeah, that's a they would have got booed out of the building. That's a top five women's bantamweight fight, Mike. That's a top five. Kelly Vera's fourth in our rankings. Penny Kanzad is number eight, or was number eight. We'll see after after uh, this shakeup. Uh, as it, I don't think we'll be doing a shakeup article off that fight. But um, we got a new champion last week, right? Didn't we get a new champion in the main event? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was here just to celebrate the end. What I think is has to be the end of the reign of terror of Holly Holm. And I don't. I say this not disliking Holly Holm, but just like. And it's not her fault that she has become sort of the face of how un, unmoving and a kind of how unexciting women's bantamweight is because she's stifled so many contenders, uh, which, which again, and again, that's her job. Her job is to win fights. I'm not saying like she should be rolling over people. So I'm, I'm very excited for Amanda Bueno Silva that she she got the win over uh, a really, again, always a tough challenge in, in Holly Holm. Um, but I am ready to, when the new, when the next rankings come around, Mike, again, I'll have to go back and watch some of these fights. Am I, will I be crazy to rank uh, Mayada Bueno Silva number one? No. Good. That's all. Discussion over. <laughs> I don't think you'd be crazy. <laughs> That's a but four th- straight win. She's won four, three, three straight finishes. What happened last night, though, with Kevin Vieira and Penny Gansad <laughs> and that fight tells me that the reign of terror may not be over because one of the questions I posted New York Rick on the post-fight show last night was, we assume that the UFC is going to book Juliana Pena versus Raquel Pennington. We assume uh-huh. that is the fight they're going to make. Let's just say a couple weeks prior, one of these ladies fall out. Myra Bueno Silva is like, nah, I ain't stepping on two weeks notice because I'm getting the winner. I'm going to get a full camp and just beat whoever this is. And let's just say they need to bring somebody in. Who gets the first phone call? Is it Ketlin Vieira or is it Holly Holm? And you bet your sweet bippy that Holly Holm is getting that call before Ketlin Vieira coming off of submission loss, Vieira coming off of a win, and guess what? Vieira beat Holly Holm. Yes. And Holly Holm would still get the phone call before Ketlin Vieira. It was a close fight, the, the home fight. It was a, a close, ugly fight. I remember that. I remember that one, too. That was yes. not... Uh... I didn't think it was that controversial, but I do remember people disputing a lot of people disputing that decision. But yes, that, well, that's just that's great. That night, well, <laughs> it's not over yet. It's all right. The door is closing, but it's not shut and locked just yet. I don't think. <laughs> Let's go to Alex. On to next pick: Stoyanko versus the winner. This is probably more in your wheelhouse, AK. The winner of the UFC 292 matchup between Andrea Lee and Natty Ice. Ooh, that's really smart matchmaking. Yeah, that is really uh, fellow Alex. Well done. That's that is that is sharp. That's very smart. I think the winner or loser of that fight makes makes sure. sense. Nathaniel Wood versus Lerone Murphy, Paul Craig, Jackermanson, Zayem versus Ishmael Bonfim, Davy Grant versus Cody Garbrandt, winner lose at UFC 292. Johnny Parsons versus Andre Fialio. This, I mean, this just has to be made. <laughs> it's, if Johnny Parsons doesn't fight Andre Fialio or Brian Barberina next, what are we doing? Yeah, this is why we keep this is why we keep Andre Fialio around. Like Andre Fialio, uh, 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 if he wants to fight, you know, listen, he fought five 
five times what last year or whatever and he only i think he only went like three and two or it wasn't even like he did great it wasn't like he was like four and one or five he like he was he didn't care he lost it was still getting back in there in like in like six weeks it was crazy so uh that's why you keep him around for guys to fight guys like johnny parsons andre fialio got jake matthews ranked in one of our panelist rankings like in the top 10 (laughs) the most random occurrence of the most random occurrence of 2022 unbelievable joel alvarez jalen turner mick parkin versus I mean, the dude, listen, listen, who is this? This is, uh, this is Alex, Alex. Mick Parkin just made his UFC debut, just did it at the O2 Arena, gets a win in a fight that really wasn't all that competitive. And you want to end his career in his second UFC fight? Mick Parkin versus Pacaporta, win or lose, 826 in Singapore? How dare you? How dare you? I thought Parker Porter has a fight, or at least a a rumored fight. Yeah, you said win or lose August 26th. Oh, win or lose August 26th. Uh, Who's Parker Porter fighting again? I have to look it up. um, Because it really doesn't matter. Because he's going to win. He's fighting... uh, It's a very heavyweight. heavyweight Junior top. Yeah, junior top. Oh, God. Uh, This is is Parker's wheelhouse. He just wants Parkin. He wants Parker. He wants Porter Parkin. He wants the Porter Parkin match. Oh, sorry, the Parkin, yeah, the Parkin Porter match. Par- Parkin Porter. This is why he does. Uh, it's for the hashtag. Doing it for oh, the hashtag. Mahmoud Muradov, who somehow became a middleweighty middleweight versus Armin Petrosian. That is, that could be for the middleweighty middleweight title. Oh God. Chris Duncan versus Clay Guida. Jafel Filio, Clayton Rodriguez, Bruna Brazil versus Cheyenne Velismus. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll throw this out there. Uh, for the future, no, no doo doo there. Cheyenne Velismus, uh about to have a baby. She's pregnant, so she will not be Wait, fighting for a minute. Why is this not doo doo? I mean, because I mean, look, Cheyenne Vel- It's not like Cheyenne Velismus is a top ten fighter, uh-huh. so it's it's not we, not many. It wasn't like millions of articles were written about no, this. We didn't. So, we, didn't, we didn't do an article on. I'm pretty sure we. Yeah, didn't do you article. have to dig. But, you'd have to dig pretty deep. No, to, you to just have to go to like her Instagram page or something. Yeah, but who, that's, but not who, digging, that's not digging. This is even it, in your disclaimer. You said go to mmafighting.com, go to Tapology, go to SureDog, not go to Instagram and oh, see if the fighter's on. pregnant or that not. That goes without mentioning. That goes. <laughs> well, add it to the disclaimer, and then we'll do. Now, if we get Elizabeth's picks next week, we can add the doo doo clause. Right. Right. I think that's fair. All I'm saying, guys, is. If you're wondering why hasn't Shine Blissmas fought in a while, see with this situation where someone should be like, why hasn't Shine Blissmas fought in a while? Okay, maybe they go to Topology first, or go to mmafighting.com first. Okay, then Topology. Your third thing should be to go <laughs> to Instagram or even Google. I think if you Google that, I'll do this right now. I'm gonna do this right now. Watch this. Watch this. Googling. This is happening. This is live. This is live, guys. Oh Shine Blissmas right now. Okay, Googling news. The first thing that comes up an article from our palace at MMA News: UFC strawweight Shine Blissmas announces pregnancy. Come on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing doo doo. No, I'm not. I, if it happens I, again, it's doo doo. Only, only your stop. Is this still Alex or is it someone else? This is still Alex. This is still Alex. Great, some great matchmaking earlier. You're on notice. You are on doo doo <laughs> notice right now because <laughs> you're on that thin doo doo. That was easy to find. If you're wondering where she where she's been, that was very easy to find. Yeah, I I, I understand. I understand. Jason, good evening, Mike. Wait, there was, no till- Ketlin, there was no Ketlin Bayer to pick either. No Caitlin Vieira pick. No, I'm really upset. And, and it's categories rule. So if, if I'm looking at this, if we had a Caitlin Vieira pick, it seemed like Caitlin Vieira, Arena Eldana 2 is a very popular one. Fine. So if it's on every one, I'm not going to read it every single no, time. Re- oh, was it on there? Did that, was it on there? 
I don't remember. I deleted. Really, the, I really deleted so. the repeats. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you. I usually okay, delete okay. the repeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just okay. I thought you were looking at the actually looking at the, the DM. Okay, Alex. I assume he did. Your, I assume he did. But uh, I'll doubt it too. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, good evening, Mike. Gotta love early day MMA. My picks for on to the next one is from Jason Marcos versus Ricky Simone. Lerone Murphy versus Giga Chikadze. Chikadze is teasing a fight, but he's been teasing fights for like a year and a half, and we, we haven't had anything. We should ban him. We should ban him. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm no, thinking just, about it. Just sign a freaking contract, or at least I don't know. It's just this is getting ridiculous. Like uh, Zion versus Hackparast, Craig versus Rudzaboff, Woods versus or Wood versus Ige, Stolyarenko versus the winner of Casey O'Neill, Viviani Araujo in wow. September. Man, you know what? Good for people. That's boy. You win a co-main event. You're you're immediately because if she had lost, I mean, people she wouldn't have, people wouldn't have been talking about giving another fight. They would have said she'd been cut. out. Yeah. Now she wins, and it's like, okay, we're a top 10 like flyweight. Like, damn. See? It's crazy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's go to Marcus. He's with you, AK. Nathaniel Wood versus Joe Anderson Brito. Sure. Paul Craig versus Roman DeLidze. DeLidze said he signed a contract, so I don't know if that will happen. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was going to be my first pick until I saw Again, because I checked the Instagram, Mike. It's not that hard. Uh, so, I, yes, that was me. Also, I get them confused a lot. Is that wrong? They're both big, burly men with beards. They is look that... very much alike. Okay. Frez I am. I'm not crazy. The, all the commentators talked about during the Frez I am Jai Herbert fight was how much they looked alike. Paul, about Paul Craig and Roman Delize? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> not Paul Craig and Roman Delize. What Frez I am and Jai Herbert being like oh. almost mirror images of each oh, other, not just to... same like height, reach, oh, yeah. like everything. They, <laughs> right. And I was like, wow, they kind of do look alike. But yeah, Paul Craig, Roman Delize, that's. Those two guys look like they could be cousins for sure. Yeah, Johnny Parsons, Brian Barberina, Joel Alvarez, Jalen Turner, Javel Filio versus Azat Maxim. How about that, yeah. AK? Azat I, getting I, ought no love. Hey, listen, two, uh, two up-and-come flyweights. Uh, I know uh, someone else brought up Alvarez Turner before. Uh, or did you mention it? I, know, or did you I say mentioned it, it yeah. uh, with the wild card. Yeah, picks. can that just happen at welterweight, though? I mean, That's I just... Fine. I just, just they're huge. Those dudes are huge. Why are we making the fight at lightweight? I, I get it. People would hate that. People are like, well, why even do the fight at all if you're not going to have it at 155? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I think it's a cool fight. I just like to see it. Just why make them fight at 155? And uh, yeah. go on. These are, I mean, top 20 guys. Like, come on. Who gives a shit? Barry O'Reilly. Hey, Mike. Hope you enjoyed the nice early fights. Would love if these were more frequent. I agree. Thanks for reading my suggestions last week. My picture this week are... Uh, without the repeats, Jafel Filio versus Nate Manus. A banger and a chance for Manus to fight a stand-up guy. Well, a good name for Filio to have on his record. Um, Filio is a really good grappler. So I feel like Nate Manus at this point has literally fought like every excellent grappler at flyweight. <laughs> so it'd be chaos. That fight was nuts, AK. That, if, if there's one fight to go back and watch uh, from the prelims, it would probably be that one. The Jafel Filio-Daniel Barras fight. Mm-hmm. It's very short. But it is awesome. Those, I mean, it's it's really really good. Good come comeback win too. Bruno Brazil versus Ariani Carnalosi. Why has Carnalosi been out for the last year? I have no idea. Dada. Chris Duncan versus Slava Claus. Duncan looks good. I think you would like to get this one back. Uh, it's two, by the way. Duncan Borshev two. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. How about that? Who, who won the first fight? Oh, he would like to get it back. So uh, Borshev beat him. It seems that way, yes. Oh, Contender Series. I've never seen this fight before. Yeah. Mahmoud Meridoff versus Gregory Rodriguez. Win or lose versus uh, Tolulian. Fun fight versus two, with two all-rounded guys. Joel Alvarez, Elvis Brenner. Daniel Marcos, Javid Basharat. Ferris Zayem with you, Claudio Poyas. 
Paul Craig versus Derek Bruns. We talked about that. Julia Stolarenko versus Veronica Macedo, a.k.a. Veronica Hardy. There you go. Friends forever, if you like. Uh, what, what do you think of this one, AK? This is, I think this is better. I think this is better. It's not Mick Pockin versus Pocket Porter. Can't do that. Mick's coming off a win. We don't want to derail his career on his second UFC fight. But what if we threw Mick Parkin in there with a former heavyweight champion of the world, one that Jed Mishu has argued could be the greatest heavyweight of oh all time. Lord. What if we do Mick Parkin versus Andre Arlovsky? Here's the reasoning. Arlovsky has a lifetime's worth more experience than Parkin, but I think Parkin beats him, and it's also following the same path as his good friend Tommy Aspinall. Um, That's a weird one, even by heavyweight standards. I... <laughs> A wealth of experience is, is putting it like, or however much more experience he said, is putting it lightly. Sarlowski, this would be his 59th. His next fight will be his 59th. We might uh, have to like work to get that one sanctioned due to the experience yeah, gap. Saturday was Parkin's seventh. And I think, like, I'm not saying these things don't happen. You certainly had some weird matchup with Jim Miller and like some of the guys he's fought in the UFC recently. I think they've at least had double-digit fights. I think almost all those guys have at least had double-digit fights outside of the UFC. It was just having to be their UFC debuts or their second UFC fight or whatever. Um, Parkin, like, does he have? I know he's. I see he's had a little bit of kickboxing experience, but I don't think enough that they would like count that along with his MMA experience. I don't know a lot about you know. I don't know a lot about Mick Parkin. And again, it is heavyweight. You we've seen stranger things happen. Um, but I'm trying to see who, who Orlovsky has fought, and I don't think you've ever just thrown him in there with someone who hasn't had at least ten fights. So. That's that's a bit of a weird one for me. That's a bit of a weird one. Um, Carlos Felipe, no, Carlos Felipe had like twelve fights. Yeah, that's a bit of a strange one for me. I, I kind of like the outside the box thinking, and if it happens, major odd no point. I, Mike, I don't think anyone else picked that matchup. I don't think so either. Uh, but that's a funny one. Uh, Pax and Rembis only had one submission. It was the Johnny Parsons Barbarina fight. A Bam Bam comes back down to welterweight. Clearly, one eighty five, not a roof. Wow. Barbarina should yeah. continue to pursue. Um. Patty Hollow by Parsons is one of the worst in cage callouts of the year. I, I think even Parsons would agree with that. Parsons uh, reminds me of Bam Bam with the brawler style, unique hair, and softer physique. And so I need to see these two fight each other. Okay. Toby, do we have anything new here? Zayam versus Miguel Manuel Torres on the September 16th card. Oh, specific. Uh, Davy Grant versus Kyung Ho Kang. Mm. Have they never fought? That's another one of those. That's another one of those. I, I guess feel not. Like they've, no, I don't think they have. But like in my mind, I'm like these guys had to. They've just been around for so long. Mick Parkin versus Chris Barnett. I feel like hey, that's we're in the wheelhouse. That's that good. Again, such again, a weird big, fight. Big gap in experience for sure. But uh, that seems somewhat more reasonable in my mind for some reason. Murdoff Bruno Silva, uh, Vieta versus MBS in Brazil. Come on now, MBS so far ahead of her. And Fialio or Fialo versus Alta Morano. CV, my man Mike, been a while here in my auto picks. Paul yeah, Craig really versus. You really did get a lot of my. You really did get a lot of the, the my Twitter guys. You did. Um, good. Good. Well, I'm well, very well respectful done, of your vacay. Yeah. Um, CV, my man Mike, been here here in my auto picks. Paul Craig versus the Iron Turtle. Can't wait for the. And I think they're the others yeah. repeats. Can't wait for the 291 yeah. watch party. Side note for Jed, if he's co-hosting with you once again and not this week. When is the Dan? They were good for Darren Till dropping. Of course, <laughs> go check out the. Uh, the Robbie Lawler Dan, they were good. Oh, they yeah. just dropped. It was it's it's a great listen. It was uh it was good stuff with Jed and Shaheen and, and Stephen Morocco getting involved as well. Gerard, Julius Dolaranko versus Ariane Lipsky, Nathaniel Wood versus the 
Jackson Quarantilla winner. Zayem versus uh, Rafa Garcia. Marcos versus Kyung Ho Kang. Kyung Ho Kang getting benches and back-to-back picks. Joel Alvarez as the return fight for Patty Pimblett would be a big fight in Europe. Winner gets top 15. There, There's no effing chance I that fight happens. don't like that fight for Patty Pimblett at all. Uh, yeah, that's a bad as, fight for Patty. As someone who has tried to guide the career of Patty and has said, like, with with the right matchmaking, you could you could put a, get a number next to his name. Uh, that is not the right matchmaking. That is not the right matchmaking. Ketlin Vieira versus Carol Hosa. Have they fought before? Again, in my mind, yes, but no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Carol Hosa is in such a weird. She's coming off a win. Booked. But, but but both at one forty five. Like she lost at one forty five to uh, what Norman Dumont or something, and then she the the next fight. I mean, it was all, it was short notice. Say, it was short notice. It was just easier for both women to make <clears throat> to, to not have to make uh, one thirty five. But um, just weird. She's in a weird. She's in a weird spot. She is ranked in our top ten, I believe, at um, at one thirty five. Uh, a few more. Ren, Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich in the co-main of 295 as an interim heavyweight championship fight. The three absolutes in life are death taxes and John Jones's ability to completely screw things up. <laughs> Making this fight buys the UFC some insurance. Okay. Uh, if Jones or Stipe fall out, Sergey steps up to fight for the title and Tom becomes the immediate number one contender. If Tom still wants to fight, give him the Blade Spivak winner. I think he means the Gonsby back winner, or maybe the Blade. I don't know what he's saying. Uh, if both Stipe and Jones fall out, Tom versus Sergey for the belt headlines, and in the incredibly unlikely event that Jones versus Stipe actually occurs, and the winner doesn't step away, we have our next heavyweight championship fight set up as a unification bout. There's so much in there. Uh, my mind is melted from all of that. Can you imagine? Like, they do like the. They do Jones Stipe for the heavyweight title, and then they do an interim heavyweight title like on the same card. That would be insane. Uh, would, but again, in, today, in today's uh, UFC landscape, would not surprise me. We have two heavyweight title fights for the first oh, time. Uh, four corner sports. Tommy Aspinall versus the winner of Jailson Almeida versus Curtis Blades. Really would love to see Aspinall get a rematch between with Blades. Between Blades, felt like we were robbed of a pretty good fight and wanted to see how Aspinall would do against Blades wrestling through five rounds. Only reason why I wouldn't want to see Pavlovich versus Aspinall now because we could be seeing that match for the title if what is being put out there that Jones wants to retire after the MSG card. Stoli Ranko versus Andrea Lee if she loses to Natty Ice. Paul Craig versus Brendan Allen. Ferez Zayem versus Mike Davis. Nathaniel Wood versus Julian Arosa. Marcos versus Ricky Tercios. Joel Alvarez versus Michael Johnson. Muradoff versus Abus Magomedov. Rebook it. Harry. Filio versus Costa. Duncan versus Giagos. Muradoff versus Marc-Andre Berrio. That might be the actual middleweightiest middleweight title fight. Parkin versus Carl Williams for the middleweightiest heavyweight title. Alvarez versus Gregor Gillespie or Rafa Garcia. Don't call me poop. Apparently, Greg Gillespie wants to get a fight. We haven't heard from him in a while, Does but he? apparently he jumped on social media and said, like, who should Shocking. I fight? So, Good. Okay. Good for him. Parsons versus Trey Waters. Marcos, Victor Henry. Zion versus Elvis Brenner. Drew, Tommy, two legs back in action. Let's go. I think you have to wait until Jones decides if he's going to step away or not to book Tom. I don't think we will see Aspinall. I don't think he will. Aspinall versus Pavlovich. Fun fact, Craig has finished three of the current top six light heavyweights. Chuck him in there with Vittori. Apex main event if I've ever seen one. You're probably not wrong. Murphy versus Giga. 
That fight will answer some questions about both fighters. Wildcard, Joel Alvarez versus Carlos Diego Fajeda. Sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Book it up. Tino, Jafel Filio versus Jesus Aguilar at the September 16th card. Bruno Brazil versus Victoria Dudakova. Chris Duncan, Esteban Rebovich, Ketlin Vieira, Macy Chiasson, Joel Alvarez versus Dan Hooker whenever Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Teporia is booked. Johnny Parsons versus Gabe Green, Daniel Marcos versus the winner of Pioneer Barcelos versus Kyler Phillips, and Julia Stolyarenko versus Joanne Wood. And that's that, what's that's rounding some, us out. That's some deep, deep cuts in there. My goodness, some, some of those cuts. names well are blurring my, my brain right there for a second. Anything uh, uh, that I did, anything from people that just a I handful. didn't get? Just okay. a handful. So for me on Instagram, Beans Extreme Memes, I don't think anything new here. Uh, also likes to story Rinko, Andrea Lee, Natalia Silver, loser. Parsons versus Malarkey. Parsons is too small for welterweight. Interesting. Um, Alvarez versus Turner. Loser goes to welterweight. So have it at lightweight and the loser has to go off and wait. Yeah, sure, sure. Chris Duncan versus Alex Hernandez. Uh, Andre, uh, not Andre, I'm sorry. Jeff Belfilo versus Steve Ursig. Uh, wild card. I just want to throw that one in there. Wonderboy Pereira, loser. Versus MVP. Uh, I could see that. That actually makes a ton of sense. I could definitely see. I think if they don't do MVP uh, Wonderboy at some point, it almost seems uh, silly not to. If they, Assuming they end up signing MVP, of course, which which I would uh, definitely put at like minus 300 odds at this point. I think it's very likely. Uh, and just a few on Twitter. Uh, German, Aspinall versus Pavlovich at MSG. Paul Craig versus Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen didn't already book a fight, did he? He did not. He, he did wants... Not. Who the hell did he say he wanted to fight? I forget who he said. I think and he I, called for Cannoneer and yeah. then said that he sh- he shouldn't have called him out because he was told Cannoneer already has a fight. And then right. I asked him if it was with Shemaev and he said he played the fifth and it turns out Shemaev's fighting Paulo Costa. So right, maybe right. Cannoneer's in play. Maybe. maybe Cannoneer's in play. For for Brendan Allen, yeah. Not for, for Brendan yeah, Allen. Um, don't know what uh, Paul Craig's going to do, but... Uh, Francesco, Francesca, our fan in Italy. Uh, Aspinall versus Gon Spivats winner. Again, no need to overthink it. Uh, Stoli Renko versus Ariane Lipsky. Is that a two? Why is this happening so much to me on today's episode? Why, why do I think... How have they not fought each other? Knocking the rust off. It's the vacation Boy, rust. This is, yeah, this is big time vacation rust. Craig versus Vittori. He's not getting that one next, unfortunately, I don't think. Uh, Wildcard, Muradov, and Bruno Silva. I like that suggestion. I know that, that came up before, but uh, I'm a fan of that. And uh, Thomas Collins. Uh, Tom Aspinall, Pavlovich, Komein for Jones Milicic, winner gets title shot. Wait, did you did you read these, or is everything just starting to sound familiar to me? Say that last one again. This is Thomas from Thomas Collins. Did Thomas send to you as well? I didn't know. I didn't read okay, Thomas okay. Collins. Uh Mick Parkin versus Parisian Budai winner. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, a lot, a bunch of these we've seen before. Joel Alvarez versus Frazium. Lazy but effective matchmaking by me. Look forward to the show. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for looking forward to the show and sending in picks. But uh, And guys, thank you, everyone, for sending in your picks to Mike. I know it was, uh, sorry, Mike, my best friend, for giving increasing your listener workload a little bit there. But uh, I am back. Guys, I am back. I'm officially back. I don't think I'll be going anywhere anytime soon. It was a lovely, I think a lovely, just about two weeks off. And uh, I'm very excited, as you can tell, to jump into uh, uh, matchmaking again. I was very excited to do today's episode. So, uh, guys, reach me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee. I think I fixed 
there was a weird thing with the, they made it, they just changed the DMs this week and I had to change my settings to allow anyone to DM me again. Very frustrating. But yes, at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, DMs wide open again. At Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram, alex.leeespnation.com on uh, email. M underscore heck JR on Instagram. Uh, but you don't need to worry. You don't need to worry about any of that because next week is a pay-per-view. Oh, we're live. We're going to be live next week. Um, Hopefully, I don't get stuck in New York again because that would be awful. Uh, And hopefully, I don't get stuck in New York with strep throat, which was even more awful, which I didn't even realize until two days later after I returned home, but much better now. Uh, We will be recapping the fun from a matchmaking perspective from UFC 291. Very top-heavy card, but it is a very good top-heavy card. We have Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje 2 for the BMF title. Jan Bohovic, Alex Pereira, Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green, Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland, Steven Thompson versus Michelle Pereira. That's your main card. I believe Thompson Pereira is now the featured fight. Chiesa Holland, the main card opener. And then Ferguson Green will be the second main card fight. Uh, as it stands, right, we don't know what the rest of the prelims, like the order of them. I would assume Derek Lewis is going to be the prelim headliner against Marcos Ruggieri de Lima, but maybe not because that fight could be really quick and very violent, or it could be one of the worst fights we've ever seen. Trevin Giles, Gabriel Bonfim, Roman Kopilov, Claudio Ribeiro, CJ Vergara, Vinicius Salvador, Jake Matthews, Darius Flowers, Miranda Maverick, Priscilla Cachuera, Matthew Semmelsberger, Euros Medic. So as you can hear, 12 fights, nice, tight 12 fights, but very top-heavy. Once we get past the... Maybe the Trevin Giles Gabriel Bonfim fight, boy, it's uh, it's tough. I'm calling it though. I'm calling it right now, Mike. These uh, low on name value, but I actually like these matchups. I think these prelims, and maybe this is just me going back into full Prince of Positivity mode. I think these prelims are going to produce some bangers. Yeah, and look at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. we're I like paying. These prelims. You pay the eighty five bucks for the main card, yes. and you can't ask for much more. Honestly, Paul Costa Ikram Scarif would have been super interesting to have on this card, but. Obviously, both those guys moved to Abu Dhabi. Costa fighting Shamayev, Alaskara fighting Nasruddin Imovov. But we've had some, you know, we've had some things fall out. We had Joanne Wood fall off. We had Semmelsberger get a new opponent. Jake Matthews get a new opponent. But dude, twelve fights, perfect. Like this is a perfect number right there. So uh, we'll talk about the main card. We'll go live and do some suggestions. Uh, it's gonna be fun, AK. It's great to have you back. It's uh, just an honor for you to be here. And what a surprise it was last night to to hear upon your return. So thank you for doing this. Did it feel good to be back? It felt so good. It felt so good. i very happy to take a break. I think it was the first, like, really extended break I've taken in a long time, actually. I think, uh, like, long... I don't know if I've taken more than four or five days off since I started working MMA fighting, uh, at least not within the last five years. And it was... It helped me. And, and I... I wasn't working, but I was thinking about, I was still thinking about M- you guys and thinking about MMA a lot. Um, but it was somewhat freeing to not necessarily just be, be in the thick of it. Um, so I am ready to hit the ground running again. Happy. I think I've timed it well, like you said, going to a, a, a nice looking pay-per-view. And uh, we're going to finish the second half of uh, 2023. It's going to be fire, Mike. Absolute fire, my best friend. I'm very excited. Uh, we're about to kick off a very... Uh, weird and interesting stretch for your friend, Mike. Uh, a lot of traveling going down over the next few <laughs> weeks uh, to New York for the watch party. 
Then I will come home for one full one and a half days, and then I am off to Dallas for Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. So I'll be there from Tuesday to Sunday, and then I come Damn. home for a week. And then how can we not have a fight week in Boston without Mike there? So I'm actually just going. Like I'm just gonna go and Sweet. do the fight week stuff. Um Jose will be there, boots on the ground. I will be there, boots on the ground, uh, during the fight week, and then I will leave Boston on Saturday, early morning to go to New York so we do the 292 watch party so uh, very excited to get back on the road and put some boots on the ground a little bit and it's going to be a fun stretch so get excited everybody and get excited for next week's on to the next one as we recap UFC 291 from a matchmaking perspective but until there everybody for AK I am Mike Heck always remember the golden rule don't take this stuff too seriously MMA is supposed to be fun and we have so much fun on this here show it's on to the next one the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA. For new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.